Welcome back to another episode of Dual Alliance with myself, Alicia Solomon, and Megan Hines, where we discuss the challenge. We are back. Happy New Year. We took last week off, but we're back like cook crack. We're talking about episodes 11 and 12, which had some heavy hitters come back in the house to shake things up, shake some clothes up, essentially, aka orange shirt, purple jacket. You know, it was a lot going on in poking holes in some people's games. But the alliance is finally cracking. We are getting somewhere, I guess, with the turn of the alliance. This huge alliance which makes no sense at all. <sighs> just let's, 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 let's. I don't even know where to start making because this damn show is just annoying. <laughs> it's because everything, everything's always the same. But we're going to start off where we got our first and only nighttime daily like we last left off tj said hey we're doing a nighttime daily y'all go get ready and people were very annoyed excited exhausted didn't know what to expect but the daily was called banquet of champions where it's played in four teams of four and they had to transfer three numbered boxes from the field to their team's table to form a code that unlocks the four dishes which were a brain soup, a skin and colon stew, boar snout and a boar ear, and a spicy surprise drink that looked like piss and beer. They had to also answer trivia questions before retrieving their boxes. And if they answered correctly, the boxes they picked up were lighter. If they answered incorrectly, the boxes were going to be heavier. And the first team to finish their whole meal won this daily and had power, which this was very... <coughs> Tough watch because whenever you do eating challenges, they always love the vomit um, montage and it's not great. But some people were pros. They were able to get it done. But it was very straightforward daily. Yeah, it wasn't too much in this nighttime daily just them eating and carrying a box. I think as far as the eating goes, uh, it, it is what it is. Like they eat, they throw up, people start hacking and gagging next to each other. It's just... What else is new with this with this portion of the show? I don't even know what to say. But I would will say the team that did end up winning and Mariah, Colleen, Corey, and Ed, I think was James. It was James. Oh, James. Excuse me. Uh, with James, yeah, I think that they did pretty decent. Like everyone held their own in what they were eating and drinking. It didn't really like seem to give them problems. I think Corey was a little braggy afterwards. Like, oh, it's it's simple. It's easy. Da da da. It's just like okay. Some things may be easier for others, but I do think that as a collective, they did well in terms of the eating portion, which is good because like TJ mentioned, like if you are struggling in this portion of the challenge, you're going to have issues in the final, which I don't know. I mean, I guess because none of them have really won a final or gotten that far to be in a final where they have to eat like this. Everyone was so surprised. I feel like once TJ said that, everyone collectively was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe that we're going to have to eat like this in a final. But hello, if you watch the show, this is what's going to happen. So I do think that they need to get it together in that portion and figure out like how they're going to eat and swallow the food or at least throw up the food, whatever they do. But as long as they get it down. Yeah, because like we've seen eating kind of make or break somebody in the final i.e fessy because that man didn't want to eat but that was extremely circumstances however 
eating is a portion of the show that you have to be prepared for no matter what. A lot of people were chilling. I don't even mention Ed because he died. He was on that team. He was like one of the only other people who were sitting there eating this food, chilling the whole time. But with the other groups, they were actually really doing well with the crates. The only thing is the group that had Raven, Olivia, Jay, and Asaf. They were getting those questions incorrect. And because Raven was throwing blend went to the caution saying random names, random things, and it was the wrong answer. And one of the questions that they had was who had the most IG followers in 2023 or 2024 or whatever. 22. It was either between Kylie Jenner or Cristiano Ronaldo. Raven was loud and wrong and said, Kylie, she's like, it's, one, it's Kylie. But everybody in the world, we know who Ronaldo is. That man has like over 600 something million followers on Instagram. I mean, yeah, Ronaldo is like a household name, even if you don't watch soccer. So I think that whole competition, like you said, Raven was just loud and wrong, which honestly it made me start to dislike Raven even more because Raven is truly like a bird brain. Like I mentioned to you, Raven, it's it's something I don't I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but Raven is like she's just she's just slow. Like her moniker fits her well. So the fact that she kept like getting the answers wrong. And then, like, being so definitive in that her answers were correct, it was just like, okay. And then no one was really fighting back or saying anything because they were trying to hurry up and compete. So it was just like, she's saying it and she's just picking up and leaving. And everyone's like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to go with this one. It's just like, sure. Y'all are picking up the crates that are heavy, not light. Y'all got these wrong. Y'all want to say, hey, it, it's wrong. Y'all, y'all are just quiet for no reason. And that's what's wrong. It's like we've said it's with, with this cast. Like they don't have <clears throat> in what Kara says in this in the new episode. Y'all don't got boss to say anything to each other in a moment. Y'all just wait. They didn't say anything. Olivia in that question was like, she's saying things wrong. Why can't you say that to her in the middle of the daily to get it together? It's just y'all host for your team. Work it. I don't Work think Olivia it. even knew that it was wrong. Even if she did, I don't think that Olivia... First, we'll get into Olivia and her gameplay later on. But I just don't think that she was even confident in her answers. So I think for her to cut Raven off, when, like I said, Raven was just so loud and wrong, it's kind of hard to be like, no, this is the answer when she feels so strongly about it, this person feels so strongly, and then the both of y'all going to start arguing over who has the right answer, and y'all got people lapping you. Like, I think... In the moment, they just have no voice to say anything. And, of course, everything is going to sound great after in the confessional. Like, Olivia's going to be like, of course it's this person. Of course it's that person. She got this wrong. She did this. This person did this. Like, we've seen Olivia be basically a confessional gangster this whole season. So this is not anything new with how she's been moving. I mean. Yeah. But it's just, I just wanted to see... A little bit more resistance, but I know like how the challenge was like is go go go, but you gotta have some type of resistance and put your foot down. But nobody in that group had the ability to do so. But the other two teams, aside from them, did fairly good. They all like got to the end. Everybody obviously went to the food portion, but at the end day, James got his team locked in and finished their food, and they were the ones who won this daily. And this is good. This is actually Zara's like fifth win, and that's crazy. Like at this point, they said it was her fifth. She's aside from like Raven Hearn, I don't know. And maybe they could both of them are like sh- top tier together. Wait, I'm trying to think. Wasn't Colleen on her team? No. Oh no, you're right. I'm tripping. I'm thinking about the next, the next episode. One. Okay, I'm like, what? Sorry, but <laughs> it's no. Okay. But James, 
But James was getting his team together. Colleen, Mariah, built it together. Corey was chilling. All, all of them got it. And now they got to figure out a girl to put into a nation. And it has some resistance because the options were either Raven or Berna. And people are like, I don't want to say Berna. I don't want to say Raven. But definitely, pick was Raven. Yeah, and it really wasn't that much pushback. Like, I think when it came to James, James didn't care either way. Like, Raven thought that at least James and Mariah would have her back. And Mariah did. Like, Mariah was just like, I was outvoted. And then Raven goes, well, have a voice. That's not how that works. Like, three plus four other people is like, girl, do the fucking math. What are you talking about? Like, have a voice. She did. She says she can't say your name. Guess what? Majority rules. You're in. Like, that's it. But I think that James didn't care either way, which I could respect because James is like, listen, all y'all keep trying to say my name and put me in. So it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, I'm here. But once they announced that it was Raven, he was basically saying on the podium, like, listen, the only person who got me here to this point is Mariah and my alliance, which he said he has no alliance is essentially just him and Zara, which is true. So James really had no allegiance to Raven. Of course, Corey and Raven's relationship has been rocky. and I think it will continue to be because Corey is trying to keep his alliance with Michelle and the rest of the gang over there. So that's going to be that. Colleen is obviously riding with the wave, which includes Michelle. So she's going to go with Raven because she's an easy target. Like, that's just what it is. I get that we need to shake it up and say some other people's names. I don't know who is going to be the person to kind of break the bandaid off. I guess we'll see that in the next couple of weeks after these last two weeks have happened. But I just think that we keep having the same issue every week. It's either the same person, whether it's Raven, whether it's Colleen, like people at the bottom of the alliances that they keep throwing in. And it's just like, what else is new? Just like they say in the next episode, y'all scared. But Raven was rightfully so pissed because she is the one that keeps getting pitted in. When she addressed Corey for being flip floppy and nobody wanted him there, he was like, well, why am I still here? The only only reason why you're still here is because of Michelle and because you just sat back and just went with the group. That's it. After your little stuff with Melissa and Big T, you just laid low and just ran with Michelle. That's it. And that's really how that ended up. But now people know that this is between Brenna and Zara for the household now because Zara is a competitor that they don't want to see. She a fighter in the dailies and stuff. And then Brenna is just the out of the loop to them. Yeah, which again, I think that she has people who have been trying to save her or at least help her in Asaf and Emmanuel and potentially maybe Colleen. I'm not sure how that relationship works, but Verna is probably one beat when it comes to being at the end of the alliance when it comes to Colleen or Verna. So I think Verna is also like just floating in the middle and trying to just be there. But I think that this whole alliance is just delusional as hell. And we see it crumble, finally, at least, where people are like, listen, this makes no sense. We need to flip on these people. Like, who's with me? <laughs> and I think that Kylan and Horacio have started that trend, thankfully so. And hopefully we see it continue roll on with more people in the upcoming weeks because it's really just, it's insane how everyone's trying to scatter and keep things together when essentially your numbers should be going down or at least your thought process of eliminating certain people in the game should be going down but it's not 
Yeah, because like even Raven and Zara, they made amends because Raven was mad they didn't say Zara's name, but Zara took exception and they had a conversation. They're like, we're going to band together. And with Zara becoming friendly with Horacio, she's in that faction of trying to flip things. She was been, she's been on the outs with the UK people and now she's trying to figure out her way. And now that her and Raven are locked in together as two of the stronger women in the house, mind you, teaming up with Kylan Horacio, perfect foursome. And then grabbing whoever else is ready to fuck shit up, they're all good. So seeing that, I'm like, yay. Because a lot of them in that quote-unquote core of the Fantastic Four are sitting comfortably and haven't done nothing. I.e. Asaf, uh, Jay, Michelle, Olivia, and then I think Olivia, and then Narice is kind of interchangeable, because, but she's been treading towards the side with Horacio and them because she knows like yeah that was my friends I'm gonna be loyal to them but at a certain point I gotta look out for myself so she's kind of one foot in one foot out in a sense right now well yeah I think Norris she is a part of that original quote-unquote fantastic four but like Norris said she has loyalties with so many people and she's trying to stay true to those loyalties which makes it difficult because everyone else has different game plans that they're going with so I'm not sure how you're trying to keep these loyalties in check when everyone is gunning for other people like you're gonna have to pick a side essentially and I think her and Kylan had that conversation where she was like I'm just gonna have to start doing my own thing which yes sis, you are because you have too many people that are not trying to go in the same direction so you have to figure out which way that you want to go and I think eventually we'll see the demise of the Fantastic Four and the rest of this alliance which I can't wait as Daystar's father once said you will crumble you will crumble Because I feel like, too, with Marie's, like, sliding over the other side, the next person that they can really take a shot at, if they can't get to Jay and Michelle, is Asaf. Because Asaf, he's been playing a lot of sides throughout this whole season. And so we've seen him get called out, and he's, like, just, like, did nothing to think, oh, I'm chilling because I'm within this core. I'm not getting touched. But once this core crumbles, you're getting touched first. Because I don't know who else, whoever else might even like take a shot at Jay and Michelle after these two weeks. But if they don't get to them, they get to us off first. And then it's going to be game time for both of them. But we go to the nomination ceremony as well. And Zara self nominated herself to go in. She's like, I'm ready. I've won a lot. I've done a lot. I'm going to go in, be the best of the best, and see how it goes. Everybody's like, yeah, sure. Like, and I was like, oh. You know it's going to be you anyway, so why would you do that? Well, because she's taking it by the reins and doing it herself. Something that you can't do in this game. Yeah, Asaf just gets on my nerves. Like, he's so cocky. I feel like this whole cast is entitled. Let me start there. So, like, each and every one of them individually have this entitled feel to them. But I think particularly Asaf, because he has the connection of Jade Michelle, he's running rampant with this comfortability and feeling like he can't be touched and he's the person that's helping make moves and it's like you're just there dressed like a tap dancer in the cut with a a man bun no one really is seeing you like no one really cares but I do think that Zara voting for herself like listen we don't I don't got time for this like everyone knows that my name has been running around I'm just gonna vote myself in that's done like wash your hands clean fine I'm here for it I don't like Berna saying that she didn't respect it and she would have respected it more if she didn't have her name said Berna babe you're just 
on the boat floating on. Like, I don't even think you would even have, and like, she would be crying essentially if her name was being floated around. So that's just like, girl, you would never do it. So I'm not sure why you feel so strongly in Zara doing it and saying that you don't have any respect for her doing it. Like, girl, get out of here, please. Like, if I hear my name being floated around, I'm going to take it by the reins and say, hey, y'all want me in the sand because y'all don't want to see me in the final. I'll go ahead and go in and I'll beat a champ and I'll come back and I'll run y'all in the final. That's basically Zara's mindset because they are literally scared of that lady. Like, she's beating y'all in a lot of things. She literally was a finalist on her season. Something that some of y'all don't even have on a challenge season. And she was on World Champ. She did two seasons. Granted, she obviously you know how it happened on World Champ. So, however, she still showed improved on that. She's proven herself as a worthy competitor. Something that some people on this cast have not done fully. So, her taking the reins and doing that and not causing a scene works in her favor because that's how she is. She's a measured person, competitive, knows how to read the room. Even if she's on, on the outs. But she's in it. When Brenda said that, I was like, ma'am. If your name, your name, your name, you know, has been running around in whole circles, you knew about that. We would have seen Brenna throw a fit. She'll be crying, throwing a fit, yelling at somebody, addressing somebody in their face. And almost probably also getting like, I don't know. But she wouldn't have the audacity to say, hey, I'll go in. I'll do it. Nobody else on this cast, there's a like, select handful of people who would do that. And some people just don't got that in them. And that's where we got this in, in a sense. But in the arena, we have Zara and Raven in the sand. But <clears throat> TJ announces the next ship to come in. And he said this ship never shows any mercy. And that champion was Laurel. The Dr. Laurel Stuckey. Seven-time champion. Uh, ch- challenger, sorry. Four-time finalist, one-time winner. And she don't play, just like TJ said. So you see Laurel, it's about to be something. Yeah, I think the whole episode, they were planting the seeds about Michelle and versus Laurel. Essentially, Michelle was panicking, trying to figure out if Laurel was going to be coming. Like, you know, what's the gameplay? And once Laurel showed up, you saw Michelle shitting bricks. Like, Michelle looked like she was, she saw a ghost. Like, she was so pale. She didn't know what to do. She's fidgeting in her pockets. She Like, she can't stay still. Like, she's literally panicking. When I say popped and panic. That's what I mean by pop and panic. Like that was the epitome of Michelle standing on that stage and seeing Laurel. And I think Laurel came in and was like, listen, there's someone that I would like to go against. And so hopefully I do get it. And when she pointed to Michelle and Michelle's like, well, Laurel, we have the same friends and, you know, you know, the same people and I'll send you flowers at the end. I'm sure we'll make up. And it's just like, why are you kissing ass? When I talk, Michelle, it... Michelle is wild pussy. Let me just say that first of all, because like I have so many thoughts about why you acting like this when people show up. Like this is the thing, this whole season where Jay and Michelle feel like they're the top dogs because they don't have people of Laurel's stature on this show. They feel like they can take over and be what Laurel's and Bananas and those people were in previous seasons. And it's like, the reason you're here is because you haven't won anything. So I think you need to tone it down a little bit. But once you see the fact that Michelle starts really panicking, it's like, there's a reason why you're not a champ. There's a reason why you always kind of fall short in this. It's because you have something going on where you can't play this particular game. Like, I know she won Survivor, but I feel like this particular game, Michelle is so concerned about her social game that she doesn't realize how to maneuver that in the rest of the games that she has to play in 
in this challenge. So, and then we've seen how Michelle obviously act crazy when Laura was on that season with her on Ride or Dies and how she just really unfolded <laughs> into what we have now with Michelle being on the show. So I just think that I, I, I found it very funny. I can respect Laura for coming back, trying to start chaos. And when she was choosing the draw, she's just like, any mini mighty mode somebody possibly coming down from the stairs i was i was here for it because it was just so messy and we already knew this is what the chaos is that we wanted so i was hoping that she did have the opportunity to go against michelle but she didn't um i when she said purple jacket that's what sent me over the edge first when she's like purple jacket i was like this is the nastiness I like. Like, real beef, okay? Because we know Michelle was Lulu, Lulu crazy with Laurel. Laurel was with exception. And it's like, hey, if I see you ever again, I'm kidding you in here. And we're going to duel in the arena. If if Laurel pulled chaos, it would have been Michelle in the, in the sand. It would have been Purple Jack. Referring to Michelle as her clothing has been the best part of these last two weeks. Like, Laurel and Carl the next episode. That's why I love y'all. Like, no mess, just straightforward. And Michelle yeah, I definitely could respect it. I definitely could respect it just because it's, it, it gives you the opportunity to be nice, nasty, where you're not calling someone out of their name, but you're directly addressing them so they know that you're talking to them. I feel like Michelle, I think afterwards on social media was like, it's supposed to be a diss and I really didn't like it. Da, da, da. That's the point, sis. Like, it's supposed to be a diss, but because they don't want to call you out your name, they're going to call you with your clothing. And you were respectively wearing a purple jacket and an orange shirt. So it is what it is, mama. Like, you got to eat that. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. And also on my show, because like she was talking a lot on social too. And I'm like, listen, you've propped yourself up as Queen B in the next episode. Act like it. Don't be running scared and acting like a victim online too. Because like she was, that video you sent me, she was acting like victim crying. Why are you crying? If you're going to come up here, be the big person on this season. And when actual people from the show come on here and address you, do not act like a scared little baby. Stand up. Because you look stupid. You look crazy. You look scared. That's it. Like, I, that's the one thing I don't like about Michelle. Like, she's going to, like, be crazy and then, like, throw stones, hide her hand. Like, man, if you get called out, stand on it. If you want to be a villain, if you want to be the big bad, you want to be the queen bee, stand in it. Don't come back months later on social and cry about it when you see you back. That's it. That's it on Michelle. Yeah. So Laurel ends up actually pulling Raven's name in out of the um little draw. And now they're playing chain reaction, where they have to pull a chain through a pyramid to retrieve a code at the end to unlock the box of code. 100 colored pegs and they need to arrange the pegs on the board to recreate the 10 color sequences on the chain they pull and raven has ocd and that was kicking in real bad and she was using that to her advantage with seeing how the chain was people are like oh probably she doing like she's doing that but it's like she's not going as fast enough where in this cha- this specific elimination it's not about how fast you get it it's about how correct you get it so i was like hey lean, lean back on her okay I get, she got the OCD. She's being very precise about it. Let her do that. It's, if it takes time, it takes time. Granted, yes, Laura was like going ham, like in front of her strategy and like just doing it in her way. With this, you have to be methodical about it because one wrong move was the downfall. And it was for Laurel. Yeah, I do think that Raven played it correctly in trying to just get all of the chains in the right 
color in the right direction so that she knows what she's seeing. And Laura was moving a little bit quicker and just trying to just get the chains out so that she can just start moving and then retroactively coming back to the chain to see what color is what. And I mean, it played out well for Raven in just her having that OCD. And I think that because so many people were talking per usual on the podium and trying to shout out what's what I think at one point Kylan was like just shout out the colors and we'll tell you what it is and it's just like dude shut up like I at some point like can we stop the crowd participation I get it but like damn shut up um ultimately Laurel was moving quickly and I thought Laurel had it and when she got that first check that was wrong and had to go back and was like what was it like she was so confident and I think that's one of the things people were, somebody said, I think probably it was Michelle or somebody mentioned that Laura was just always definitive and trying to be right and trying to have that kind of perfectionism work for her that in that moment, it just kind of fell short and she had to, you know, readjust and go back to try to figure out which color she did wrong. And it was 10 sequences. So it's a lot that if you move, like you said, in the one wrong piece, that messes up the whole grid. And I was... I was looting for Laurel. I, I just, I don't like the champs coming back in here and losing. Like it, especially these champs. Like I mentioned before, I don't care about some of the other ones, but like Darrell, Laurel, the other one. It's just like, don't come back here and lose because I feel like your moment is so big and the opportunity to just shake things up in the house is, is now because we're getting so much monotony and everything else that we're seeing in the house that I want someone to go home just so that they can be like, all right, listen, we got to readjust our game now. We got to play something else. Something else has to happen. And other people will start to like speak up and try to overthrow the main alliance that's happening in the house. So I do wish that Laurel came back and won, but ultimately, you know, Raven won, which shout out to Raven because she's been in elimination now three times this season. She's won now against the champ. So she has it under her belt. I will give it to Raven. She has been playing super well this season. And I think that between her first season, I thought that she would have an opportunity to do that. But because she got caught up in the rookies versus vets game, she got cut out early. But I do think that Raven is showing like why she's a strong competitor and with the woman in the house. And she has the opportunity to like get to that point where she could probably win a final. So shout out to Raven for coming and then winning against a champ. Like, I think that's big for her. Yeah. With Raven winning, they keep the money safe. Michelle was gloating that Laurel couldn't get her hands on her. And she had one more day, one more week to live. I'm like, well, that's good for you. But next time she sees you in a challenge, if Laurel comes back and you won the same season, baby, your head's on a platter for her. You, you got people coming free. And these vets that aren't Vacation Alliance vets, they're not coming for, for play play. They come in to win. And if you have an issue, it's going to get addressed. If you have a beef, it's going to get settled in the sand or your ass is going home. So hopefully I see them on the season together again because I need more of that ingrained in me. That's what I like about the challenge. Actual beefs of delusional people and people who can't, who don't take shit. That's why I like Josh versus CT, Josh versus Wes. Josh is delusional. And them two people don't take meds. So I, I like it. Keep the delusional people, but I like the mix of people who don't take meds as well. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sort of the anti. I'm like, I don't really like the delusional people, but I like when the people have messed together that actually makes sense, that it stems from something. It comes from something authentic, like it's real beef. It's not something that's made up in one person's mind and then the other person has to deal with it. But I do think that because Michelle had Laurel sent home in that last season, you took an opportunity for her to win. So now she has a reason to really come for you. Like the Fessy stuff didn't make any sense and all the other beef that she had made up didn't really make any sense. But because she was a reason why she went home, that's where it's like, okay, I can respect this beef because I will come for you next time I see you. And I'm here for that as well. I don't know what's going on with 40 but I do think that I hope that I don't see Michelle back on 40 just because I hope it's more bigger names sorry not sorry I just hope that it's bigger names and not any of these people that were casted this last season I respect it we move into episode 12 and Michelle was still gloating that she had no other vendettas that were coming in for her that had her head on the platter. Kylan like you mentioned also had a conversation with Narice about the tide turning also, Narice had a phone call from back home with um, friends, and she got information that Olivia, before they left, was talking shit about her. Called her broke, and she is like now questioning her friendship in the house and outside the house. And she has information and is sitting on it to use it for the perfect moment. And this is starting to see the planting seeds of how the downfall of the bad guy girls will be split. Because of this friendship, that will last no more. Yeah, I mean, also, allegedly, the information came from Anissa, which is interesting because, like, why would you even be DMing this girl's brother? Like, at, at this at this time, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is allegedly. I'm going to say that again. Allegedly. So I just think that's weird. But her getting that information, and then obviously with Olivia this whole season, just talking shit about her friends olivia hasn't done anything and i think we should get into olivia now because the next scene goes into olivia versus narice in terms of how she feels about how horacio has treated her i think olivia is delusional i think olivia doesn't realize that she maybe should open her mouth and say something to horacio rather than to 15 other people in the house talking shit about him like she has made it known that she does not want to run a final with horacio obviously this is an individual comp competition so Horacio can smoke Olivia at any point in time. And I think that Olivia is very, again, entitled, like the rest of this cast, entitled to feel that Horacio should have not only her back, but should spend more time with her or whatever she's coming up with to make it seem like Horacio isn't a good friend. I think that she hasn't made it known. Well, it hasn't been shown, I, I should say. It hasn't been shown that Olivia has made it known to Horacio that she has these feelings. And I feel like with everything happening in terms of Olivia just really just talking shit this whole season about her different friends, whether it was Mariah, whether it's now Horacio, Narice, whoever it is, like Olivia is just a big weirdo on this show this season. And she really hasn't shown anything following up after that rookie season. And I think she also had the conversation with Jay talking about how she feels like Horacio carried her sister I'm, I'm sorry to tell you he absolutely did I, why i don't even know why jay even lied to you like that and said no it's because we liked you olivia if, if we didn't like you he would have went home jay you didn't win you didn't even make it to the final so how can you even say what would have or would not happen if you weren't even there for half of it like please cut the fuck out 
like cut it out. I'm I'm so sick of these people trying to lie and sugarcoat and coddle some of these friendships that they have. Horacio 100% carried Olivia and also half of the people on the podium in elimination carried Horacio and Olivia. So let's keep it a fucking buck. Like y'all wouldn't have made it as far as y'all had if you didn't have other people in the house rooting for you. At the end of the day, you even had the person that you were sleeping with, Olivia, put you into elimination. So why would you even think that other people didn't have a motive to put you in? Like enough of this, Olivia, please. Like you are delusional at the end of this day because Horacio didn't tell you he was coming in. He barely told anybody because he was a last minute cut in. He probably didn't have time to pick up the phone and call you and tell you that he was coming. So why are you so upset about that aspect? And then you come in the house, you're not saying anything. It doesn't seem like you're putting in an effort. Like, should he chase you? to be your friend. You already know how Horacio is. Horacio was just like, listen, I'm here. May the best person win. That's it. Like you had this issue with Horacio last season in that one daily challenge where Horacio didn't quote unquote talk to you and kind of walked away. Like he clearly has a different mental capacity in dealing with things and you have a different one. That's fine. But you making it seem more than what it is and then you telling Norris use your brain. Like if you have one, girl. Have you used has she used hers? Has she used hers? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but has she used no. her own? That's what I'm saying. I, I think the, the the plastic is migrating up to her head because she clearly hasn't used any. And that's where the issue lies this Philippe. You laid it out perfect. Because and the people on people on social media, they're like, oh, on Facebook on Twitter, they're like, yo, Olivia has been like clapping back at her on, on the show. Where has this lady been clapping back at people on the show? It's not a scene. She's been a confessional gangster this whole time and confessional. And if it's dressed, she's like, well, I'm just going to bogart it. That's not helpful for you. Like, you are here for the moment, okay? And I've, and there's been a lot of stuff said about that lady since her season on the after. And it's, we've not, now we see why you're no longer friends with certain people from that show. And also, allegedly, the Roddy Dad girls are also following Cachet. That's funny to me as well. So, I'm just saying, Olivia, if you're going to come on the show, be direct. Actually talk to somebody. Don't go around talking to other people, because that's not helping you. Like, you're putting, you're putting bugs in other people's ears, but also not directing people that you are supposedly friends with. That's also the issue. Because why are you talking to people about your friend's business? Why are you talking about your grievance about your friend? That's people. Before even talking to them. Because Harass is like, yo, I've Harassio told Zara. Like, I'm still protecting Olivia. I'm still cool for it. That's still my friend. I'm just playing my game. How she but how she fits in it, still right there. I'm, I'm happy we got this faction going. I'm still gonna protect that lady. We still went through our season together. However, I'm playing my game. Like I get it. We always say the challenge is a social game. It's also a straightforward physical whatever. You take what you get with the challenge. But you can't just rely on social shit because that's going to get you mixed up and stuff. And that's what's happening. with like, whatever happens with this ride or die group came in here, like, yeah, we got the numbers. Good. Use it wisely and be smart. Y'all can't be smart with this group. And it's shown because this lady is not really working with y'all. She's not being communicated with y'all about stuff. Because she's just there. She hasn't won nothing either. Barely. I think that's probably also her dilemma and her identity crisis on this show because last season she was so gassed and hyped up 
because she had Horacio next to her helping her win daily challenges, now all of a sudden you come on a season solo dolo and you can't win a daily to save your life. Whether it is individual, whether it's partners, whether it's teams, you always get the short end of the stick. So she's probably feeling insecure about how she's moving in this game because she can't win anything. That's fine. But I feel like putting that on Horacio and only and saying like he's the problem and he's this and he's not... Girl, you can't keep running around to other people, like you said, and then not try to run to Horacio himself. And Horacio is being solid and saying, Olivia is my number one. Whether or not he's been with Norris, whether or not he's now aligned with Kylan and possibly now Mariah and Colleen and all these other people who are seeing like the bigger picture in this game. So the fact is, is like, he's not talking to you, but I think Horacio moves off of what's not said is understood type vibes. Like, I don't got to say much. Like, you already know what it is with me, with me and you. Like, if I say something, I'm going to stand solid on that. And I feel like Olivia should too. But again, we already know how Olivia is. This is not anything new with her behavior and how she's moved. And so I think she's just getting more exposed as time goes on into how she actually plays not only a game on TV, but how she's like a, a real weirdo. Yep. And we're going to move on into the daily challenge for the episode, which was called We All Fall Down, where it's played in teams of four once again. And it's actually going to be head-to-head teams of four, where they have to try and push each other off of the platform using a wall in the middle of the platform. The last team standing in both um, of the initial rounds goes to the final round. The last team standing in that round wins this daily in round one. We had Colleen, Raven, Jay, and Asaf versus Kylan, James, Michelle, and Mariah. And before this daily even started, the team of Kylan, James, Michelle, and Mariah was already in influx. They were fighting because Michelle's like, oh, Kylan's going to sabotage me. Ma'am, where did you get that from? She's, oh, she said Mariah. But no, I, think, be I think she was saying that Kylan was asking if she, Michelle was going to sabotage her, uh, sabotage the team, essentially. Which it's not far off to think that like Michelle can easily move like that just because the people that are on her team, she has no allegiance with. She has shown she clearly is trying to hold Mariah down, but that's been out of the question now because she went against James in a, in a couple of nominations uh, two weeks ago. She's clearly thrown Kylan in. So what is so far off for Kylan to even asking, like, do you think she can do it? Or if she, I don't know what the phrasing was, like Michelle was saying that. She was questioned by Mariah saying that Kylan said, I think she's going to sabotage. And then Kylan said, I didn't say that. They never really cleared it up. But essentially, it's a it's a solid question to ask. Like, Michelle, are you trying to win? Or are you trying to pull some bullshit because you're on a team with a bunch of people that you really don't want to protect? Like, it's it's not so, so far off. So I feel like Michelle got so offended before we even started anything. It was just like, girl, it, it is what it is. Like, you have the the opportunity to do so you've had shown like you may have thought about it too prior in different scenarios on teams so what's so far off for kylan for even thinking that and she has done it before like on a, on guys week that she was on the team with kylan she was she sabotaged it so that's not a bad question to ask but michelle is getting paranoid okay and that's that's not great for everybody except for her but in round one team two which was Kylan, James, Mariah, and Michelle, they had a strategy that worked for them where they used the spinning strategy with the wall to get the, their opponents off the platform. And that sent them off straight away. So they won that little round one. And in round two, that was a better matchup than the other. 
In round two, it was Nerese, Olivia, Emmanuel, and Corey versus Zara, Brenna, Horasky, and Ed. When you look at both of these teams, it's kind of matched up really well with the guys because you have Ed and Horasky on one side. At the side, you got Emmanuel and Corey because Corey's a big guy. He can work. Emmanuel is also physically fit. And on the side, obviously, you have Horasky and Ed who are fit as well. That's an even matchup. Then you got Zara and Brenna who also are. It's actually. Actually, even match both sides, the guys and girls, because Olivia, Zara, Brenna, Nerese, they're all fit, the all all the body um sizes match up. So this was a good challenge, and the team four was actually really smart in taking out Corey first because he was a bigger guy on that team. Knocking him off meant hey, we can knock off everybody else with ease, and that worked for them in that one. And I mean, sure, I, I guess it was a good matchup. I, I didn't see it like that. I think that well, Olivia said was correct. Corey is big for no reason, essentially. Like he didn't do anything. He tried to just stand there and think that his height and weight was going to hold him down and not having a particular strategy that cost him at the end of the day. And so Narice obviously got upset after the fact, because what were you doing the whole time? Like, what were you doing in terms of just standing there and trying to like hold the wall up? And it's just like, dude, we, we, we're trying to win and move the wall at the same time to push people. And I feel like at one time, I seen Corey just literally just standing there. And I'm just like, what What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So the fact that they got, they got him off with ease and then the rest of them went down, I was not surprised, honestly. Like, they just didn't come with any strategy. I do think that Norris calling him out after the fact was funny. And then Olivia tried to jump in and be like, oh, calm down. Like, no, it's true. Like, what were you doing, Corey? Like, you were probably one of the mainstays in keeping that wall solid and trying to get your weight to push around. So it's not too far off to question it. Yeah, because, like, I thought it was more so better because, like, they, in a sense, they are evenly matched up, but Team 4 just had a strategy that worked in their favor. And with that, you go to round three, which is the final round, with James Carlin and Mariah Michelle versus Dara, Brenna, Horacio, and Ed. And Team 4 was using a strategy once again to our best ability. At one point, Ed used the whole body on that wall, okay? he I just saw him like this, like this, face up on the wall, pushing with all his might. And they were able to push off Team 2 one by one. I think James would fell off first, and then everybody else just, like, fell off afterwards. So... Team four won this daily, and this is now Dara's, I can say, fifth win. She's now topped Raven with the wins for ladies. Dara has her fifth, and Raven had her fourth. She's recently. So those two are top tier. The team had to nominate a woman, and this is where it got a little bit tricky, but not really because they're like, okay, who is it going to be? It could be Raven. It could be somebody else. and. Zara's like, I'm not saying Raven's name. Ed is like, doesn't really matter. Ross was like, I'm not saying Raven's name either. Brenda's like, Michelle's my queen. I I can't do any, I, I'm not going after anybody like that is lying to her. That's the issue. Why are you saying Michelle's my queen in this little liberation where I'm like, she's not going to save you. You're not her number one. Just rip the bandaid off. But Brenna is, and it's not going to help her in this game. Yeah, I think we saw Michelle and Brenna's relationship, how 
codependent Brenna is on Michelle, especially in this house, because she has no other friends. So, yeah, she's going to try to save Michelle. And then she also said Colleen was her non-negotiable. I think that Horacio also being like, well, what's the other options? Like, what else can we do? And essentially, Michelle was probably on that table being another option. It's like, finally, someone's saying something. But he couldn't say too much, obviously, because Ed did go run back and tell Michelle that he possibly was trying to put her up. But I think they came to a solid decision. I mean, if it wasn't going to be Raven, it was going to be Colleen. Like, we have the same two people again, once again, going against each other in the house and them trying to weed out the alliance. Colleen has always been at the bottom of this alliance. So Colleen being chosen is not surprising. I think Colleen is also delusional and feeling like why she's so easily picked on. You're not a, you're not a factor in this. Like, you're not anyone that anyone came in and being like, we're trying to save Colleen. So I think that, yeah, you have to realize your hierarchy in this alliance and realize you're not a priority, Colleen. Like, that's just the bottom line. So you may have Berna on there trying to save you, but no one else really is because you really just are a number. And it's clear because Ed chose you. Like, if Ed really wanted to try to save you and still make the decision, he could have, but he went with Colleen. So... <laughs> And then, of course, it's a household where people are still going to choose Raven. So that's also another factor. It's like whether you put in a nomination now or you have that household, it's going to be the same two to three people that are being brought up every single time if they don't win. Yep. And with Colleen, like, clocking that we are the record bees, essentially, of this alliance. We're at the bottom. We're doing things. She's, like, venting to Emmanuel and Asaf. And Emmanuel's like, yeah, I get it. But... I'm not taking a shot right now. It's off. It's like, yeah, I'm listening to you, but I'm going to go run and tell Michelle what's happening because everybody is a worker bee for Michelle for her to get to the end. And she's like, it's smooth sailing for me, but it's not going to be smooth sailing for you because you keep putting people in that are at the bottom of your team, but that's not helping you move the needle at all. Like you can't, you don't have any adversary to go against. Because everybody else in this house is in this goddamn alliance. But with these factions now breaking off, that gives a little bit more credence for them to be able to take a shot at Michelle so she can get nervous. And seeing her squirm again, it's hilarious. Because, ma'am, you are not untouchable at this point in the game. Yeah, I, I think that, obviously, the, like I said, the alliance is crumbling Michelle is realizing that people are trying to turn on her and pot against her. The whole worker bee, queen bee conversation and analogy just pissed me off because that's essentially what was happening the whole time is that they were working for Michelle's game rather than their own. And everyone now realizing it after the fact, it just blows me because what the fuck were you thinking was going to work for you the whole time? Like, that makes no sense. But I think Michelle now getting a taste of her own medicine and everyone turning and being like, listen, we can flip this and make it better so that it's not just all this one-sided thing. Hopefully we get something out of it though. So now with Kyle and Horacio, Colleen being added onto the mix, Narice being in there, being attached to Horacio and Raven and side off with Zara a little bit too. Like now we have something that can say names. They're not afraid. They have the motive because their names have been said three to four times at this point. And they really have no point in saving anyone because they're trying to win. Like they're trying to actually get to a final and win and not be with our friends and trying to save everyone at the end of the day. Like that's just not how this works. So 
Finally, we get some movement on that front. I think Asav just playing both sides, like, or trying to play, play both sides at least. I'm seeing him in too many conversations and then running back and seeing something else. For me, somebody has to clock it. Like, I'm not I'm not understanding how he's getting away with being in so many places at so many times and no one noticing, like, where his alliances is laying at. So I think that Asaf may get found at some point, which I'm totally here for because he keeps running his mouth back and forth, back and forth. And really, that's all he's been doing this whole season. That's the only reason why he's here. Yep. And... The the tide's turning, which is very exciting at this point. Um, and it's just a matter of when the shots can be taken. Because now like that, people are moving to a different side and like pitting forth action with like people and having those conversations. It's a matter of okay, who wins and who takes the shot. But grand nomination and Raven and Colleen both say the kumbaya of everybody in this house with this alliance is done. There is no full-on big group because we know that. Y'all keep putting us in every single time, and we feel resentment towards that. And something's got to give. And even in the vote, it still was the same way. Obviously, like we said, Raven was going to be the house vote either way. But even when Corey said his vote, he said, I get you. I understand it. I'm still going to vote for you because I'm still within the system. However, y'all are pussies. Y'all are challenge pussies. I'm just going to say it because they said it. Like, that's what y'all are, and y'all can't stand up for nothing at this point. Y'all, like, where does Corey lie in this? Because also, Corey is, like, in the middle, playing both sides at this point. Like, he's, he's like, yeah. Well, not he's not playing both sides, but he's like, okay, I get it. I've got to figure out the right moment. I won't say he's playing both sides right now, but I just feel like he's in the middle because he is friends with Michelle, but he knows, like, something has to give at some point, and movement has to be done. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's in the middle. I just think he's playing scared. And he set that up to this point because his point of reference of having fracture in his alliance with, was with Big T Melissa. And now that they're gone, he's basically just up under Michelle and using her and his connection with her to float on in the game. So it's not too far off if it's a, a, a men's elimination for Corey to go in. And I think that even after the fact of Raven being voted in and her, him running to Raven and saying like, you know, everyone's scared and you come on a season with all of your friends and thinking that's just, it's going to be protecting your friends. It's like, that's mainly what you've been riding on, Corey, this whole time. So you saying it and making it seem like you're you're understanding the, the point of it, but you're benefiting off of that. So it, it doesn't make any sense for me, for Corey to be running around trying to be so anti and trying to side with Raven because he has not been in that position of Raven to be constantly thrown in. Like at one point he could have been, but he adjusted his game and blew it up essentially in front of everyone to make amends with Michelle. And so Michelle probably stuck her neck out for him uh, essentially with the rest of the cast and made it seem like Corey's good and we can try to use what he's done against us later on in the season. So Corey's just been floating for no reason, technically, but him going back to Raven and now having that conversation, it just was like, you're so fake. Like you're obviously we know that about Corey, but I just feel like that whole conversation was just so fake about like, oh, you come on the season and, and you're just like voting with your friends. Big bro, you've been doing that this whole time. We see you in 4K. What are you talking about? Yeah, like literally this whole cast is friends. So that's what we got this whole season. That's the issue because y'all can't think for y'all goddamn selves and can't play for yourselves. You're playing with your friends. And that's where y'all don't get the shit. But, however, we also go to the arena. And 
Colleen and Raven being in the arena still has TJ confused. That man was like, what are y'all doing back down here? Colleen, he's like, I've seen, Colleen, I've seen you down here before. Raven, I just saw you down here. What is going on? But we get the introduction of the person who, in her early challenge career, stayed getting pit in the sand, was ostracized, actually bullied, and she's prevailed. Carmen Rae comes back. Um, TJ's favorite. He said his himself, his favorite. Um, four-time champion. Uh, four-time. I'm sorry, fourteen-time challenger, nine nine-time finalist. She's been in nineteen eliminations, and she sent thirteen people home. That's one of the best elimination records I've ever seen. And as a two-time champion, she's beat men and women all by herself in one season. And that's just Kara. Yeah, shout out to the return of Kara. Um, I'm guessing that they may use this as like a point of reference when whenever they decide to show All Stars four, because that was the way that I thought we were going to be reintroduced to her was on All Stars, which I feel like we should have gotten, but we never have. So hopefully, we get All Stars essentially coming up sometime this year to see Kara turn shit up even more on that All Stars show, but. I do love the fact that Kara returned. Like you mentioned, Kara has been through the ringer and back on these shows. I think if you've ever watched a challenge in the last 20 years, you've seen Kara go through it. And so you all, I feel like I've always rooted for Kara in a way. Sometimes she got on my nerves. She was a little whiny, but she did have reason to be. And so I won't say that it's not without fault or merit that she was acting the way that she was. So shout out to Kara for returning, but she did come in. And she was ready to turn it up. And I wish that they would have showed more. I feel like everyone kept saying that they edited her down. She gagged everybody out. She was like, how many water challenges have y'all done? Because it's so much plastic running around. These people are knockoffs. Like, you don't have 50% off coupon or you got the knockoffs. Like, Cara was gagging. Cara came to read the girls down and pull cards. And I was so here for it because we have been waiting. At some point, I feel like everyone has been so feeling like they're the top dog. And Cara coming back and like, no, listen, I've really done this. Like, I've really laid the foundation for you hoes. You are going to be sit standing there and listening to what I got to say. And as for Orange Shirt, a.k.a. Michelle, like, Kara was really pulling cards. Like, I know what happened later on in the episode, but when she pointed to Michelle and was like, who do you think should go down? And, of course, Michelle, what does she do? Her favorite thing popped in panic. She's like, oh, I, I don't know. Starts stuttering, 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 stuttering. Doesn't know what to say. And Kara's like, you know what? I'll pick you. No worries. Like, don't worry about it. Don't, don't even try to come up with nothing else. I got you. I'm going to say you. You know why? Because when I when I called on you and you said nothing, that shows me that it really should be you at the end of the day. So I respect Kara for it down. I'm so glad that she got to pick the chaos portion of it and pulled Michelle down there. Because once Colleen and Raven kind of told her, like, listen, we've been down here like two to three times. Colleen, you haven't been doing anything to begin with. So like, no shade. But if she would have pulled Colleen, I would have been glad. Because like, girl, you... Colleen please but Colleen has been there technically now two to three times but she hasn't done anything she hasn't she's literally gone back up there so it's not like what have you done Raven completely understand Raven has been down there multiple times has played multiple times she's ready to be done with it so I was here for Cara being like y'all been picked on who been picking on you 
Oh, you in the orange shirt? Yeah, you coming down here now. Let's play. I can, I was so here for it. I was so here for it. And if the queen bee wants to be the queen bee, she got to stand in it. That's why it was a, it was so funny when Carl picked on her. I'm like, ma'am, you standing there looking scared, scared of your boat, shaking. All because of lady, like, if you're not going to say nothing, it's going to be you. Like, if you don't want to say nobody else, like, I get it. Tell all your friends. But if you're going to be a queen bee on a challenge season, you have to have somebody. It don't matter if they friend you or not. Sit them down. Sit them, sit them down. Say somebody's name. You can't be the queen bee and be friends with everybody. That's not who you're supposed to be on the channel. That's not. So Michelle came down. She was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. She she, she pulled of me. Like, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to do this. But I got to because I got called out and I was there scared. You should be scared. It's Kara. I just, I just love it. I just love to see Michelle squirm. Seeing her squirm is not new, my new favorite thing of 2024. It's been amazing. No, it has been. And we need more of that. I hope that she has the opportunity to squirm every single time I see her. But the challenge itself was not a fan. No. Was not a fan at all. And I'm like, why would y'all bring Kara back to to her worst possible entity of playing, which is a Bro, why'd y'all bring her back? For a puzzle. Y'all brought her back for a goddamn puzzle. And y'all know this girl struggles. Y'all know this girl struggles with puzzles. Like, no shade to Kara. Like, she may have been up in her game since she's been having her hiatus. But on the first attempt, you for you to come back and this is what you give, it's just like, oh, brother. They play Blockhead, which um, the ladies have to transfer nine large cubic puzzle pieces from the boundary of the arena to their platforms and use those pieces to solve a puzzle. First to solve it, wins. This is basically... Pictionary or whatever. I forget the name of that. Um, I'm pulling this around. But <laughs> um, basically, this is just a picture on puzzles that they got to figure out. And also, the crowd helps Michelle for a good portion of this. But however, when Carl Maria put that block in Michelle's way, because Michelle was struggling. Carl was doing CrossFit with those puzzles. Michelle was struggling. Once she put that block in her way, I was like, this is funny. How is she going to do this? Because Michelle was just on that boundary, just stuck. That was funny to me. Yeah, I, I mean, Carr was moving them blocks, and she even said early in her, in confessional, like, this is this is easy for me. Like, this is a daily workout routine. This is CrossFit. Like, I'm just out here moving blocks, moving and shaking. But I do think that Kara didn't take into respect the other part of the game. I do, like... The blocking of Michelle because yeah, like try to slow her up. But other than that, Kara didn't do anything. Like Kara was just there moving blocks and then just kind of was like, Well, maybe this piece should go here. Like she wasn't really looking. And so I wish Kara would have pulled a move and just start cheating. Like, look, see what she doing. Cause she was moving pretty quickly in terms of getting her puzzle together. So I feel like Kara had all of her blocks ready, but she just didn't move them to do anything. And I was just like, this is, this is horrible. Like, because I really wanted for her to send Michelle home. Like that would have been one of the biggest moves and things that we've seen this season is like calling someone out who has been quote unquote running the house and sending her home, bro, we needed that like expeditiously. But like you said, the crowd was helping Michelle 
And so she was getting, you know, assistance in doing what she was doing. And then Kara was just stuck there. I just, Kara, learn how to cheat or something. Like, fight back, honey. Can't just come back and try to pull cards and then don't do nothing behind it. Like, that's like, all right, I, I love you down. Like, you did what you needed to do in terms of turning it up. But she needed to turn it on. And she didn't do that in the puzzle portion, which again, bringing Kara back and putting a puzzle in front of her, you want to see her fail, essentially. <laughs> like, why would y'all do that? And fail, she did. But Kara, being the also gracious person she is, took it like a champ, took the L like a champ. Michelle got the puzzle correct, thanks to the group. And Michelle gloated, had a dance on top of her puzzle. Like, she's like, yeah, hey guys, I'm back in house. Let's go. Babes, when she did that, I cringed so hard. So I'm like, this is y'all's queen? And I get it. Like, and, and Carl's like, well, I didn't know she was chief minor survivor, but I would have done, if I had known that before, I still would have pulled it down. It's okay. But, however, the way that Michelle just stood up on there, and it's like, yeah, I did it. I beat Kara. Yay. Okay, beat her in something else. Because giving her, giving Kara a puzzle was dumb as hell. I'm sorry. Like, that's not Kara's best work. <laughs> But the way that not at all. Yeah, not at all. I just think that Michelle being on like puzzles are my thing, honey, and then getting carried by the cast as if she, you know, beat down Goliath. It was just like, okay, I get Kara came back with a vengeance and pulled her down. Props to Michelle for winning, but essentially you did get help, and Kara's not great at puzzles, so you want to gloat for beating someone that you should have beat. Essentially, okay, cool, but. Her downfall will come and I will stand the test of time till I, ca- I can't wait. I cannot wait till the day that green eyed shorty crumbles down. She gonna fall. <laughs> and when she falls, oh, I will rejoice. Okay. <laughs> I will rejoice. It will be a party. And with that, the pot still say the same. Nobody leaves with any money. Pot is still at 366. So we just gonna go into the tweets because. It was a lot of fun seeing the girls just get on Twitter and just go ham. The first tweet is actually from a from Raven. She quoted something. It's what Michelle said. The worker bees are starting to realize the queen bee isn't working with them. You can try to come for me, but I'm going to win the season. It's going to be smooth sailing. Oh, Michelle ate this confessional bad. Raven quoted it saying, this pissed me off, TBH. And then Michelle Reply back saying, I also hate that I made this comment so much. It's condescending and rude. That being said, I got my fair share of nasty comments from you guys too. Babes, just stand on it. You don't gotta explain yourself. What nasty comments are she is she talking about, bro? Like, girl, cut it out. I, I that's what I don't like about this group, and particularly Michelle. If you're gonna stand on something, if you're gonna say it, stand in it, wanna be a queen bee, be the queen bee, be the villain, be the top dog, whatever. Just stand in it. Don't walk it back and say, oh, y'all said something else too. If they said something, say what they did. And not just, don't, don't be friendly about it. Be mean. Be condescending. Be rude. I hate when people do that. I'm like, if you want to be mean, just be mean. If you want to be nice, nasty, be nice, nasty. That's it. The next one, purple jacket, orange shirt. Michelle, get up. Laurel and Cara being so in sync is truly funny. Yeah, they, they, they come from the same cloth, obviously. We've seen Kara and Laurel be on the same seasons multiple times. We've seen what happened with the both of them and how 
they've come to each other's defense and stuff like that. So it's not far off for them to be clicked up like that. I just find it so funny that they both did it to Michelle unknowingly and kind of pulled the same card. It's like, you see how, where they come from. Like, this is the challenge cloth. It's just like, listen, we're going to call you out, but we're going to do it in a a certain way that it's going to be nice, nasty, like you said. And it's funny too, because they they rivals. They, I don't know if they're cool now or what, but them ladies were rivals. They had issues with one another. And if they come on this show and they punk you, you deserve it. I, I sit back and laugh because that's hilarious. I don't want a purple jacket, orange shirt. Come down. Uh, you're not gonna say that. Come down. I love it. I just, I just love the energy. Yes, Michelle, you beat Car Maria in a puzzle with the help of the whole house. Now put her ass in a hall brawl. Listen, I feel like we should have gotten at least one hall brawl with at Cara or Laurel coming back in. Like, give them something that is in their strength in their wheelhouse. Like. Put them in the best position, maybe not to win, but to come in and show like the reason why y'all are bringing these people back and being they're so decorated in their challenge career and history. I it's just whatever. I don't. I can't even believe they put Car in a puzzle. Like y'all are just asking for people to come in and lose. I hate it. The next one. I'm not here to call Raven dumb for those easy trivia questions. I'm here to say she had three teammates, Olivia, Jane, and Soph, who could have stopped correcting her. I'm here to call them dumb as well. Yeah, I mean, we said it. Yeah, straightforward. From Laurel, I just want to say, this is how you know the challenge is not rigged. I told every producer what I wanted and who I wanted to go against. All the rest of the girls, I had no desire to win in their experience. I love it. Come in. Tell them who you want. If you want them, you should I mean, she didn't get it, but... I know. <laughs> but I, I respect it. Like, Laurel knew what time it was when she was coming back, and especially knowing that Michelle was there. Like I said, Laurel had a true agenda and vendetta to go against Michelle. Yep. And last one is from Raven from last episode. No, Jay, we broke last because we had to stop every five seconds because you complained about your ankle and Olivia complained about her wrist. Because they were last to get to, to that part, that, that last part, and Jay was complaining. Because they were slow. But they weren't slow because everybody else. It was because of you. Uh, Not surprising, to be honest, that Jay and Olivia were probably complaining. But I do think that it's funny that (laughs) Raven is just like, listen, uh, it's y'all's fault, not my fault. Like, girl, you were loud and wrong and they were injured and unnecessarily. Like, they were just there. So the both, all four of y'all should probably come together and realize that that's why you lost. Yeah. And those are the tweets. And that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, we are on Twitter at Doodle Lions Pod. Megan is literally Megs, um, ace underscore S5. And if you're listening, you can watch this on YouTube at Doodle Lions Podcast. We'll be back next week to discuss more of the challenge Battle for a New Champions. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.